0: This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Here's
1: your one opportunity, everyone, to get registered for the upcoming Thrive Financial Services seminar. It'll be held on Tuesday, February 15th at the Philmont Country Club in Huntington Valley. You can register online by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. That's Tuesday, February 15th, Taxes in Retirement. It's at the Philmont Country Club in Huntington Valley. Register at thrivefinancialservices.com.
0: Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bizarre, Karen Bizarre, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start
1: All presented and provided by Thrive Financial Services, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Great to be back here uh, at the Thrive Studios to uh, deliver another meaningful hour of information. Hard to believe we're already into month two of 2022.
2: Yeah, Joe, good morning. Good morning Uh, morning to our audience. uh, Time does fly, right? There's actually some theory out there I heard. As you get older, time goes faster as well. I do you, think that might be true. Do you buy into
1: that? Well, if I don't buy into it, I'm starting to believe it. That's for sure.
2: It is crazy, right? I mean, I, my birthday's in July, and I just turned 58. And like I'm already thinking a couple more months, I'm going to be 59. And then another year, I'm going to be 60. And Holy smokes! And You're then up. your life
1: begins, brother. <laughs> you, you can
3: almost take money out of your IRA without any ten uh, percent penalty soon. That's what I'm thinking. I went right there for, uh, too, me too. Karen. Karen. for me Karen, too. For right me too. Where wow. <laughs> That's where my head goes. Wow. That's where my I'm thinking for me too. I look at the same way. So I'm like, oh, two and a half years out can take that. That's
1: Unbelievable! Crazy. Unbelievable! Good stuff though. All good. All good.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, we got a great show lined up. A lot of good stuff we're going to be going through. Um, I'm actually going to spend a little bit of time later in the show reading an email because um, I think it's really going to be insightful for our audience to to kind of hear about the interaction we have with our clients and the questions that get asked and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's great. Um, I think that'd be really helpful, uh, Brett. What are you going to be covering today?
4: Yeah, there's actually a recent study that just came out called "The Unintended Consequences of Roth IRAs." So, uh, Definitely invite our listening audience to stay tuned in the next segment. We're going to go deep in just understanding one size does not fit all. So excited to share a lot of information from that. Karen, what do you cover?
3: I'm going to, it's women-centric again, and I'm going to kind of dive into some surprises or things that if you're not planning ahead, that you will be surprised during a situation that is traumatic, either divorce or death.
1: Got it. Got him. I got two random emails last week uh, with requests. Now we're not going to do it today, and, and, and but it's, perhaps it's uh, something that we uh, will put on the radar. Uh, there's a lot of conversation now about Bitcoin and NFTs, um, so that was one kind of generic email. How does all of that? How how does all of that stuff fit into you know fit into retirement? And then the other one was about gold and silver a random email about gold and silver and is that something that is relevant to planning for uh retirement not from anyone that was um uh, a family member or anything like that just a random listener uh shot me an email about it so maybe that's something we put yeah, on Yeah, we could agenda.
2: definitely put that up on the docket for a couple, you know, for the next show. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, Bitcoin and NFTs are a big topic, and a lot of people were kind of inquiring. Love to know where they got the terminology of non fungible token. Like, where did that come from? Holy smokes. And what the heck does it mean? Mm -hmm. That's right, probably the big question a lot of people have. Um, You know, here at Thrive, we stay on top of stuff. I'm very familiar with Bitcoin and NFTs, so we can definitely incorporate that. Gold and silver is always a question, right? It's that. you know, there's definitely a segment of the population that um, you know feels from a very conservative space that having a portion of your retirement assets in gold and silver definitely makes sense, right? It's hard minerals. It's uh, it's a hard asset. It's something that's tangible that you put your hands on. Uh, gold has had kind of an interesting couple of weeks with the dollar increasing in value. Gold has had a little bit of a sell off situation, not unlike the rest of the market. It's been a great as crazy as our weather has been. The market has been a whole lot crazier, Joe. I want to address just real quickly as well. Um, one other, we got a phone call here at the office. I don't know if it was last week or the week before from a listener, and I just wanted to address it. And the comment was, and an absolutely a valid comment. And we really appreciate feedback. I mean, one of the things we love to get is feedback from our listening audience, good, bad. Uh, hey, can you cover this on the show? I had a question about this. Whatever it is, you could always call us at 215-798-9088. You can also go to our website at thrivefinancialservices.com, and there's an info at email button there. So, if you just want to type in a question, you know, certainly do so. But the comment was, and this is not a political statement from our end, but the comment was, the, the listener was concerned that we keep talking about taxes going up, while the current administration is really struggling trying to get anything passed in Congress. so I think that's a valid statement, but the response I'd like to put out, and I hope that listener is is on today, is that we're not just focused on the next quarter. We're not just focused on the next two years. Um, We don't know. Nobody's got a crystal ball, but the suspicion... With all of this, you know, national debt, with the continuation of stimulus, we just keep kicking the can down the road. And like when I say at my seminars, like think about it for a second. If you, if you owned a company, and that company kept incurring expenses and expenses and expenses that exceeded the amount of revenue that was coming into that company, what would be the long term? There'd only be a couple of things that could happen, right? One... You're going out of business. company could go out of business. And you know, look, our, our country, if we, quote unquote, it's a company, um, I know it's not, I'm not being literal, just being figurative, um, they have the luxury of always printing new money and increasing the debt ceiling. And there hasn't been a circumstance yet where it's a lot of saber rattling, but the debt ceiling has never not been increased. So, our debt just keeps going up, up, and up. So, the country won't go out of business. But there was a point where the rating agencies said, if we did, they were going to adjust the credit rating of the country, which had been catastrophic, catastrophic right? Catastrophic, yeah. So, we're really focused. When, when we talk about taxes going up, we think we've built a very strong case for taxes going up during your retirement years. Again, not next month, Maybe not next year, not maybe two years from now, but somewhere from the time you enter retirement to the point that you're no longer on this earth, there's a really good probability that taxes are going to go up. So we keep talking about protecting yourself against that potential tax storm, uh, that ticking tax bomb that might be down there. And what we always talk about is. Do what is actionable. What can you do today with the information you have today to make decisions that will benefit you in the future? Does that make sense, Joe?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. And listen, it's one thing I, I always say, even to my children, I say this, decisions you make today, you'll realize the benefit of that decision later on.
2: No doubt. No doubt. So, Brett's got some great stuff to cover. Karen's got a lot to cover. I'll talk about this email interaction we had. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, again, we're doing seminars on a weekly basis. They're filled to capacity. We did three this week. We were at the William Penn Inn, the Kimberton Inn, and Washington Crossing Inn. Next week, we have, I mean, it's just awesome that what's going on and people are coming out again. So, it's, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, and just so the audience uh, has an understanding of it as we go in through the commercial break and throughout the broadcast, Podcast. As we go to the break, you'll hear updated information and updated locations uh, on where those seminars will be. Always go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Uh, the radio show. Good opening segment, Brett, to begin uh, our dialogue and our conversation. Nice to hear And we know it, but it's nice to hear listeners are reacting to what you are saying, meaning they're learning, they're listening, and that's why you started this program four years ago.
4: Yeah, that's it. I mean, continuing our theme just about education and awareness, and again, just people that are looking for that direction of looking to be led through this storm. I thought David did a phenomenal job of using that analogy about the market and the weather, about how volatile it is, and I'm going to tie that into this segment. A little bit, and it's, it's proceed with caution with what I'm getting ready to share with you. And what concerns us a lot of times when people come in is we, we meet some people that are do-it-yourselfers. They become students. But w- what's the hardest thing that we see in the errors that people make or the decisions that are made are in a box. Let's make this social security decision here. Let's make a tax decision here. Let's make an investment decision here, etc. Decisions are made linear. And I get it. If you're not getting an advice by someone that you think should be providing that advice, you're like, forget it. Why am I going to fee? Why do I want to pay a fee? I can do this myself. So I understand this, but this is a perfect example of linear not working in your favor. And I'm going to tie it together with one of our clients. So I shared in the uh, opening segment that uh, I'm going to dive into an article that just came out as a study, and the title of the article was The Unintended Consequences of Roth IRAs. Um, they're from a bunch of economists, um, one from here in the United States, two over in Europe, and what they did, and here's here's the, here's the couple of uh, bullet points, a high overview. A new study found that investors who made less than $200,000 had much lower returns in Roth IRAs than higher income individuals. That's the first uh, bullet point, and the second one is this. This is the big one. The finding could have policy implications as Roth IRAs were intended to help middle-class Americans the author's right. We've talked about that over the last six months, that there's been policies out there about doing away with Roth conversions at some point in time into the future. And when studies like this come out, just gives more ammo for that legislation to inevitably be passed because, again, it was designed for supposedly the middle class. And we're going to talk about that here. So this is what the study found: is that people who made less than two hundred thousand dollars, quote unquote, this is low income in this category right now, their return on Roth IRAs from the year two thousand and four to two thousand and eighteen was three point six percent, versus people that made greater than two hundred thousand dollars, their rate of return year in and year out during that same fourteen year time period, eight and a half percent. It's more than double. It's, very, it's a very dramatic difference in there, especially when you talk about over time, um, the compounding effect of that dramatic of a difference. Now, there was some press that came out in the summer, last summer of 2021, a gentleman by the name of Peter Thiel. He was the founder of PayPal. And pretty much what came out was, I believe that the statistic was, it's like one or two percent of all monies that are held within Roth IRAs belong to that gentleman. He had started the company PayPal by using uh, funds from his Roth IRA. Obviously, the company has exploded over the years where now the value of his Roth IRA is $5 billion. So again, the wealthy continue to get wealthy at the end of the day. But that doesn't mean, let me tell you something, Roth IRA is not discriminatory. It's all about understanding, having the education awareness of how do I use that tool for me, not just for the wealthy, not for low income, not for middle America. It should be used when it's appropriate. And this is where we've talked about just another article here that's very linear, very extreme, in giving advice to 300 million Americans all at the same time, proceed with caution is where we're going here. So, digging into the study, the two uh, questions that they really wanted to uh, uncover, and it was this, what is the rate, or pardon me, the return performance of aggregate IRA plans and Roth IRAs on average? And then number two, are the returns of high income IRA investors economically different from those who obtained from those obtained by low income individuals across the board. So now we're going to talk about averages. So what's interesting is that the, on average the average return in a Roth IRA during that same time period average we're not discriminating now, okay, was 4%, which is actually slightly lower than 4.9% in traditional IRAs. To be honest with you, that stat is not a good one, okay? We're going to talk about that in here in a little bit as to why. We're going to be talking about asset location a little bit related to that. Furthermore, is that when we look at individuals where we isolate, this is this one's kind of staggering. With people that have incomes, household incomes of a, a $10,000 to $100,000, they on average return 2 to 3% per year on their IRA investments, 2 to 3% in IRAs, while higher income individuals in this category, we're going to classify them of a million or more of income, 10% per year. Again, you're almost seeing that tripling trend, almost triple the amount of uh, returns that are out there. I'm going to share with you a little bit of why you get a lot of people that automatically they go to sign up for a 401k. And again, we're talking about 401ks, IRAs in the study as well. They're automatically going into this cookie cutter asset allocation fund. Here's another one. People are sometimes emotional, not rational. And we talk about the markets. So, they, they got out when things didn't feel good. Guess what they forgot to do? Is get back in. So a lot of times that money's just sitting there idle. A lot of people during the 08, 09 collapse experienced that. Again, we got to think about all the circumstances that would let people um, be emotional, not rational. Again, if we have a long time, let it go. Okay? We got to let it go. Again, make rational decisions at the end of the day. Furthermore... Importantly, and this is some of the conclusions that came out there. Importantly, the difference is mainly driven by high-income individuals whose performance, now we're going to specifically talk about Roth again. This is and this is a staggering number. This is this, whose performance in Roth IRAs is more than twice as large, almost 18% versus 8.6% of Roth IRA. Versus traditional IRA. Remember we said what was interesting across the board, the average rate of return was 5% in an IRA, 4% in a Roth. Higher income individuals, it was actually double. They earned double the amount of rate of return in a Roth than they did in an IRA. And we're going to pull together here in just a moment. So, the two conclusions that were derived from this study were that there's substantial performance difference between high and low income people as it relates to IRAs. And here's the second conclusion the difference between Roth Roth and traditional performance is so significant as to have government policy implications. That's when we hear, we're going to do away with Roth conversions. Furthermore, and, and actually a gentleman, a professor at the American College of Financial Services, he actually said it's the segment of the population which are considered the mass affluent People making between 100000 and 500000 are the people that are maximizing their the performance. And this is what he said. This could be related to higher financial literacy, or it could reflect the impact of professional financial advice. Um, and additionally, he said the flip side is that lower income workers, not not only get less of a tax benefit from using tax-sheltered accounts, but also underperform other investors within the accounts, adding that self-directed investing results in greater wealth inequality because of differences in financial literacy and and professional advice. And this study bears that out. So let me pull pull the story together. We had a, a client come in, Uh, About five years ago, John and Carol, they actually just retired last year, 69 and 66 years old. Both high school graduates, never went to college. They both have worked at, they're both in manufacturing, two different companies, been there 40 plus years. So household income, back in last year, 2021, and they just get their tiny raises each year, they had $160,000. Now, when we met them in 2016, because they've been listening and reading studies like this, they were excited. They were proud of themselves, because they had taken all of their 401k, and they have converted it to Roth. $850,000. dollars so like, we're going to ride off into the sunset. We're not going to have to pay any taxes in retirement. This is what we did, though, where we took all that knowledge and started pulling it all together. And what I shared with them, I go, there's a line that you don't need to be as extreme to convert every single money. And what we shared with them was it's okay to have some IRA money. It's great that you've already done the Roth IRA, but you did too much, okay? And you had to pay all those taxes to get that 850 now in Roth. They almost had spent over the five-year period of time almost $300,000 in taxes by being extreme at that point in time. So what we had shared with them, I said, I want you to start for the next five years. Again, we were back in 16. I want you both to max out your 401k contributions. Okay, They did that. They each put in about $25,000 a year plus their company match. Remember, the market's gone through the roof over the last couple of years. So they had now $525,000, not in a Roth IRA, but back in their traditional IRA. And in pulling the pieces together, this is what happened. They just retired this past year, $5,000 a month. They're 69 and 66 years old of social security income, $60,000. But what we shared with them is you can pull out $24,000 a year, $2,000 a month from their IRA on top of the social security income. So they'll have $84,000 a year of income, their federal tax burden, $980 for the year for the year. So when people make statements that people, lower income workers are not getting the tax benefit, false. False. Take a couple just like this, hardworking, been at the same place forever. They were not paying 22% on their contributions to a 401k, and they're paying nothing on exiting don't tell me that impact of them saving almost most $11,000 a year doesn't pull something together and making that impact down the road. And this is where I was tying things together and David talking about the weather and the volatility that's out there into the market because we got to have Roth conversions back on our radar right now with the market going up and down. But I'm trying to emphasize we cannot do linear planning and making decisions about Roth, Social Security everything needs to work together. And again, I always say proceed with caution with TV uh, shows, stories you're reading like this, is you got to seek out professional advice and get a customized plan for you. So if you're hearing a lot of Roth conversion, I need to convert it all. You don't. My encouragement is figure out what is the right mix for you. And if you're like, how do we figure out? That's what we do. We educate people. We make them aware of all these different situations, and we lead them through this. Don't doctor yourself. It's hard to pull all these pieces together. So if that makes sense, and and, and, and I see your are lucky, like, yeah, you don't want to be as extreme. Please reach out to us at 215 798 9088. Once again, that's 215 798
1: 9088. I didn't interrupt you um, during that segment because that's what I was processing, you know, for the entire segment. Good stuff. We'll get to a commercial break. Back in a moment. And as we come back to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, again, that phone number 215 798 9088 is the number. A good segment uh, from Brett Elam in our previous segment, Karen. It begs to question. People have questions. You've got to consult with an expert. It's just the right thing to do.
3: And again, I encourage our audience to, if you're saying, wow, that sounds like something I have a question on. Honestly, just give us a call, 215-798-9088, and we will start with just a 15-minute phone call. We'll get you set up with an advisor, might be able to answer your question on the first call. Sometimes it takes a little bit more digging, but it's really complimentary. There's no gotchas, so give us a call. We love to hear from you.
1: Yeah, and I think before you jump into your segment, I just Mm -hmm. want to reemphasize again, I think more and more people listening have questions. Every day there's more questions about this trying to understand it and I just want people to fe- feel comfortable to call Thrive Financial Services.
3: And we're professionals and we're fiduciaries so m- make sure you're not getting your information from your next door neighbor or from the you know internet because or from the headlines. Yeah, yeah because the headlines. and you know how all those they said this and they said that. So we're here 215-798-9088. If we don't answer today just leave a voicemail and our great team will get back to you by Monday and set something up. Um, so, once again, I'm kind of going to delve into uh, more about women and what they uh, you know, things that are important to women just because it's a passion of mine. But I will say at the uh, seminar the, or workshop that we did uh, recently, uh, William Penn, Inn, that's where David and I were with part of our team. A lot of single women and a lot of married women without their husbands. So I'm happy to see that people are really diving into this, women, and they're really getting information. Um, So, and again, we see it both sides. Gentlemen come in here uh, without their wife or it doesn't matter, your spouse, either way. And they're like, well, I'm here. I really handle everything. I, I cannot tell you how important it is is that you really need to understand your whole family financial situation because unfortunately at some point you as part of a married couple may be or will be become responsible for your own welfare whether it's through death or divorce and you need to understand what's going on because I like surprises, but I don't like bad surprises. I don't know about you, Joe, but I don't like bad surprises. And it, it can be a really emotional time. doesn't matter either way. Look, I, I have been married for over 30 years now. We have been married for over 30 years, and it's emotional. And I don't like to think about a day that one of us will not be with each other. Um, but we have a file, and we call it, what do we call it, David, our death? Croak book. Our croak book. So everything is in there.
2: It does have a frog on the front to lighten <laughs> the tone a little bit. Yeah.
3: But we, everything is in there. And what do I mean by that? What do you need to know? Um, how about knowing the passwords to all the accounts? They say you're not supposed to write them down. Well, I don't know how. You, you just need to know it. I, he, we need to know all of them. We need to know where is everything? IRAs. Uh, 401k, 403b, savings accounts, life insurance policy. Do you have a will? If you don't have a will, you should have a will. Um, pensions. You need to understand the whole pension situation. And I'm, you know, good. Good thing with that we're in the field that we're in because I'm a planner. David's definitely a planner. Everything is organized. You just need to understand it. Go in and sit with your financial advisor. It might not be exciting, but when your husband has a discussion with the financial advisor. Listen to it and understand what's going on. Um, Another surprise, which you're probably going to be surprised I'm going in this direction, is uh, met with a woman, recently widowed, and she had a credit card surprise. And what do I mean by the credit card surprise? So after her husband passed away, she uh, went to use her Sears card. Guess what? She couldn't use it anymore because it was her husband's card, not her. So if you are in your late 60s, 70s, and you don't have job income, and then this is a surprise that you don't need. And what do I mean by that? So there's two kinds of ways a credit card can be issued, right? Um, And sometimes both parties don't understand it, but there's a difference between a joint credit card account and an account that's issued to a primary cardholder. So um, when you have a joint credit card account, both parties are both responsible for the payments and the responsible for the debt. And an account issued to a primary cardholder can designate an additional authorized user in that case. So what do I mean by that? When you have a primary card account holder or primary account, it's easy to remove an authorized user from an account with a request either from the primary account holder or authorized user. For one of the parties in a joint account to be removed, by contrast, so if you have a joint account, David and I have a joint account. We're both, uh, they checked our credit history, so we're both on that. You can I can't take him off my card. He can't take me off that card. And it's important to understand this in a divorce situation, and it's important to understand it in this situation of death. So if a card is a joint account, the second user can typically go on using that card but then you're responsible for the debt. So by example, if a husband dies owing $50,000 on a joint credit card account, his wife is on that account, she's liable for, the, for that death. Um, but if you have an account where the account is no longer, this, the primary cardholder is no longer alive and you were just added on there as an authorized user, you are no longer allowed to use that card... Also, you may or may not be responsible for the debt. That usually goes to the estate, and that's a whole other discussion. But what I'm trying to say is she didn't know that she couldn't use a credit card, yeah, I, I, and she had, no, is- she had no job income. And unfortunately, in today's society, you, you kind of need to have a card. So that's something important to know. That's just one surprise that she had. Well, I
1: know that example is, 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 is real to us because when my father-in-law passed away unexpectedly, My mother-in-law didn't have any of that. My father-in-law managed everything. So my mother-in-law didn't know how to like educate herself on all of that, but that was something she needed to do because she was just a user Mm -hmm. on his card. So I remember my wife going through that entire process of getting her credit established and all of that stuff. It's not as easy... As it sounds, right. it's, and I've been through it, so I've watched it, so good stuff.
3: Yeah, and you forget about these things. We've been married for over 30 years. Um, I actually still have a credit card I had when I was, before I even met David, so that is my, my, in my number. But guess but, who has the debt? <laughs> but Fortunately, it's just, it's, it's, no you debt don't know where it.
2: that card yeah, is. I don't even know where it's
3: at. <laughs> no, it's just important information to know. Um, and then the another area that um, she wasn't uh, understanding of is the pension. So whether you're going through a divorce situation or it comes to uh, somebody's death, you need to understand how is this pension going to play out? If something happens to the person who's the pension holder, am I going to have any benefit after that person passes away? Uh, That's one of the questions we ask. And unfortunately, I would say fortunately, when they come in to meet us, they don't always know that answer. So I say to the, uh, the husband... Yeah, he says yes. I have a pension. I said, and then if something happens to you, what happens to? Uh, does it go away? And they look at me like uh, I don't know. They're like, maybe that's some good information I need to know. And the wife is like, yeah, I think that's some good information that we need to know. Um, there's more information that you need to understand. Whether it's divorce, whether it's death, those are just two. I'll cover some more in the next time we meet, but. Our number is 215-798-9088. I encourage you, give us a call. We are here to answer any questions, and we have plenty of information to share with you.
1: And don't forget, as we go to our commercial break, uh, updates on the upcoming seminars. You'll be able to hear the location uh, of the seminars coming up uh, next week. And, of course, you can always go to thrivefinancialservices.com. And you'll see the details, and as mentioned uh, many, many times, get registered, because as David said when we started the show, they're packed. So we do not want to turn anyone away, get registered, um, and get out to one of the seminars. We'll take our final commercial break. Back in a moment. And welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brad Elam. I'm Joe Kraus. David, you're up, my friend.
2: Joe, you know, I just want to mention before I jump into this topic. Um, you know, I'm sitting here listening to Brad and listening to Karen, and you know, in these segments, it's so difficult to really kind of go into the detail that's necessary to really end up making the right type of financial decisions, and you know, again, with retirement, you've got one shot to do it right. There is, you know, there's just no do-overs. On your way to retirement, you can make mistakes, right? I mean, you can pick the wrong mutual fund or the wrong stock. You may not put enough money in. You may have not contributed to a Roth. You may have not filed your taxes completely right. I mean, there's plenty of things you can do that are mistakes, but they don't really have a dramatic overall impact because you get yourself back on track, but once you're in retirement, if you end up making big mistakes, and they're not hard to not do, uh, it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. So I really encourage you, if you're listening today, to go to our website and sign up for something, whether it's the seminar, whether... Uh, and, and the one thing I really want to comment, if you go to our website and you go to our media library. There are tons of videos that we have produced professionally that will give you insight to a lot of different topics. Should I do a Roth? Um, what if my husband does pass? Um, it, you know, There's so many different things. Um, we recently, uh, we put out a newsletter every single month to our clients. One of our certified financial planners, Eric Schuster, uh, he put out an article in the newsletter about Medicare. I probably have gotten 15 phone calls from existing clientele saying, you know what? You guys have covered Medicare so much, but the way that Eric wrote that article, it really made me understand like why Medicare keeps going up in cost and how I need to prepare myself for that. So I would just say, if, you know, if you're a, a, an avid listener or this is your first time listening, try to figure out a way to get on our mailing list, get on um, where you're getting our content, uh, our videos, our newsletters, all of that kind of stuff. And if you can't find it, you can just give us a call at 215-798-9088. Uh, Natalie may answer the phone. Samantha may answer the phone. Matt may answer the phone. You might get you know, just one of our teammates. Tell me, you just want to get on our mailing list so you can start getting this information on a regular basis. I think it'd be really beneficial. Um, also, I just remember too, I want to give a, and I don't know if you know this or not yet, Joe, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to one of our listeners and somebody who came out to our seminar a couple of times actually. Um, they dropped off, they came in for an appointment the other day, Joe, and they dropped off and and um, George Cressman is a 33 year veteran, uh, you know, served in the military. And when we told him and he heard on the radio about Krause's coats and the different things that we were doing, when you leave today, if you walk by Karen's and you're going to have to he's walk seen, he's
3: <laughs> <seen> it. <yeah.
0: laughs>
2: it's like stacked to the, to the hilt. I mean, Terry and George just have done an over-the-top contribution to your cause to make sure veterans and homeless folks that are a little less fortunate, especially with this crazy weather, are getting apparel that can definitely help them.
1: And I just said, and I'm so excited to load because I just said to someone yesterday, I am just about out. Oh, really? Of coats. Wow. Okay. And I'm going into what is. The coldest month, yeah. the month of February. So my requests and the needs have been double, triple, quadruple over the last couple of weeks, uh, to the point that I'm I'm depleted already. So uh, it was great to see it great to get it. And thank you so much um, because the need is there and I will get everything into the right hands to help those that are less fortunate and help those that need it for sure.
2: Yeah. It's such an amazing cause and to have, you know, some of our listening audiences and the people come to our seminars, you know, kind of jump to attention and, really help us out with that. It's it's just such a blessing. We really appreciate yeah, it. No, no you know, absolutely awesome. That. So, um, all right, let me jump into this. What I wanted to share with y'all is an email, and this was an email response to kind of a comment from one of our existing clients. Um, they, uh, they've they been a client of ours for a while. We'll just call them you know Joe and Mary. And we had been doing Roth conversion strategies with them. And they went and got their taxes done by their accountant before they... Decided ultimately to use our CPA, which is in-house, Becky Hines. Um, they were like, "Well, we talked to our account about these Roth conversions, and he's telling us they really don't make a whole lot of sense." So obviously, you know, we're gonna—we're not just gonna roll over and you now we'll do whatever you want us to do. I mean, that's—but as a fiduciary. It's our obligation to give you all the information so you can really make a good rational decision versus an emotional one, and and remember what we're up against, right? This is a CPA or an accountant that they probably have had a relationship for years. Um, they've worked with us kind of less than that period of time, so it would be natural that you probably would tilt in favor of the longer relationship than your newer relationship. So we wanted to give the response right and. Um, you know, this was. I'm just going to read it. Basically, I hope you're having a great week. Um, we did our Roth conversion analysis for you. Uh, we would want to convert 200 to $210,000. This will maximize the 24% tax bracket. We did take into consideration and estimate your Medicare sur- surcharge to be another $9,538 in 2023 because the way Medicare lo- works, it's just a two-year look back. So, when we add 200 to 210000 of IRA income, it's going to put them into Medicare surcharge levels. And some people, you know, they put a lot of weight into I don't want to pay extra money for my health care cost, but we forget to weigh the benefits of the Roth conversion and the future taxation of that IRA. So, you know, our response was: I did put thought into your question about whether it's worth it or not. This is a topic we go over a lot, both internally and with our clients we are continuously evaluating our strategies and methodologies. We do believe converting now is the best case scenario for a few reasons. Reason number one, once both of your required minimum distributions are started, assuming we're converting a lower amount now, you will have an additional $65,054 of yearly income coming from those RMDs that's only assuming a 3% growth rate over the next few years. So, you can see how conservative we are, right? This amount of additional income will put you above the first Medicare surcharge level. That will almost certainly persist over the remainder of your life. You will be in the first Medicare surcharge level throughout. Number two, when the first one of you passes away... The only income that will be eliminated for you is the lower of the two Social Security checks that you're currently receiving. All other income will remain consistent. The issue with that is that the Medicare surcharge levels, the brackets, are cut in half as a single filing taxpayer. That will create a huge expense for the remaining spouse they will be very close to the highest possible surcharge level at that particular time. Follow me so far? Following along. I'm okay. good. Got it. So again, these are, you know, if we don't do the Roth conversions and we don't eliminate as much of that required minimum distribution check. Now remember, when you take money out of a Roth, it's tax-free. So it's cash flow, it's not taxable income. The RMD, if you don't do the conversions, are going to keep getting higher and higher each year as the account grows, that is taxable income. So when the first spouse passes away and we're now filing as a single taxpayer, the Medicare surcharge brackets get cut in half. So now you've got all this income, the brackets are now lower, it's easier to get into that much, much, much higher premium surcharge for your Medicare Part B premium. So, those are two big reasons right there. The third reason is beneficiaries inheriting a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA, right? We have to think about that. In each scenario, your children will have 10 years to fully distribute the account. If they inherit a traditional IRA, that will be additional income to them during their peak earning years. If instead, they inherit a Roth IRA, any withdrawals that they take will be completely tax-free. So now, again, that's a third reason is to think about the inheritance. And for Joe and Mary, there's a good chance that they're not going to spend their retirement assets. They have two Social Security checks. They have two pension checks. And if they were receiving their RMDs, they probably weren't even going to use them to live off of. They were just going to reinvest them anyway. Okay. So the idea is to try to eliminate that income, you know, get rid of your RMD by not having a traditional IRA, have it converted over to raw. So those are three reasons. Now, one more reason is that the likelihood of high, and this is I'm reading now from the email, the likelihood of higher taxes and medicare surcharges in the future just because of inflation because you know the national debt the cost of health insurance people living longer we are trying to take advantage of the lowest tax rates we have seen in 40 years we believe the likelihood is is very high that taxes will go up in the future and as medicare begins to progress it may be available to anyone over the age of 60 or 62 some of the rules are talking about thus increasing the expenses. That could lead to higher Medicare surcharge levels during your RMD years. So we think those are four reasons. What I wanted to illustrate by reading this email is we don't just say... um, well, you know, you could do it or you couldn't do it. We want to give all the facts as a fiduciary to allow you to come back with questions and say, well, how does that work? Why is this? What? And now we can get to a decision that is
1: genuinely in your best interest. By the way, simple question but just for clarity. From a Roth IRA, I do not have an RMD. That is correct.
2: That's absolutely correct.
1: So we can go deeper into this stuff, but I think today's
2: show, we kind of, you know, shared some ideas that we think could be very beneficial. The best thing that you could do is just take some action. Get more information from us. Go to our website at ThriveFinancialServices.com or give us a call at 215 798 9088. Stop by one of our seminars could be a great situation for you. And
1: that's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show on behalf of David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody.